0: Blog Talk Radio I'm going to a city That's set on a hill It's ruler and maker Is the Lord God above Oh, I'm going to a city And it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there the city.
3: Hello everybody, God bless you today,
0: Oh, we got to... <laughs>
3: we've, got, we've got some music playing in the background, oh well, <laughs> anyway, hello everybody, this is Susan Puzio. And I want to welcome you to the Perfect News radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. And we're also heard on the Rapture Ready Radio Network, which is the network of our sister Jackie Alnor, And that's also on Blog Talk Radio. So just about every day on Rapture Ready Radio, you'll get a new teacher. And you'll be so blessed if you if you're bored with te- some of this with television or some of the other you know, radio programs that are out there i'm sure you'll enjoy some of the programs that are there for your listening pleasure and your your uh, enrichment in the word of god also we have our youtube channel now there's some strange things that are going on there with youtube now, I have this YouTube channel. I've had it for many years, and it's under my name, Susan Puzio, and I would encourage you to go to the YouTube channel and especially look at some of the videos that I made about Paula White and uh, what became of her other two churches one in Tampa and one in Lakeland after her and her ex-husband, Randy White, it basically bankrupted the uh, ministries there. And both of the buildings were bulldozed. So I actually went and shot some video and some photographs myself. So it tells the, the true story because Paula, she always likes to brag about how how much money her ministry took in and how blessed she is because she tithes and she she sows seed and and but you'll see for yourself. And I was one of the few people really that went and documented what was going on there. At one point in 2011. the building in Lakeland, Florida that they owned it had a sign on it it was posted that no one was allowed to go into the building because they didn't pay their electric bill and so until they paid their electric bill which they never did for about three years I think there was I think at one point maybe in about the second year of not paying the bill I think I think it was turned on briefly, and then it was turned off again, so for almost three years, there was no electricity in the building. So you can imagine in in Florida, where it's in the nineties for about five or six months out of the year, we have summer, and no air conditioning you, the pipes weren't used, so you didn't use the sinks, you didn't use the bathrooms so you can imagine what happened to this building not only that it was being vandalized constantly and i myself and another friend of mine both reported it to uh the without walls church in tampa that their buildings were being vandalized and so but they didn't really care they didn't really care they just let the buildings be vandalized anyway you can see the videos for yourself and there's also Uh, there was two other people that shot some video out there. So if you go on YouTube and you put Carpenter's Home Church or Without Walls Lakeland, some of the other video will come up and you'll see the damage that was done to these buildings. There was a baby grand piano that was left there to mold. Uh, There was other another piano that was just left there to mold musical instruments, communion sets. I personally saw some pictures of hundreds of communion sets because imagine this church, it has seating capacity of about 10,000 people, but of course they never got 10,000 people there. I don't even know if they ever got a thousand people there, but anyway, you'll see, uh, how they took care of their property. They just left it. It finally went into foreclosure, and it was sold at a foreclosure auction for about $2 million, when supposedly it was worth, it had about 65 acres and a big, huge, of course, church building, 10,000 seater, and another huge piece of real estate there, a 200-room building that was once a retirement home for carpenters that's why it's called it was called carpenters home church at one time but you'll see how um, she treated her property and basically just abandoned it supposedly while owned when uh, they were at in Rome supposedly doing some business for the Vatican but anyway it's it's got like 2 million hits but I never monetized it. I never made any money from the video. I never monetized any videos that uh, I didn't own content to. Uh, YouTube had had a program where they would let you monetize videos, which it didn't really matter. You didn't make any big money from it unless you were uh, producing content every day, maybe several times a day, and you had, a Um, thousands upon thousands of subscribers, but it's something that you really have to work work at. If you have time, uh, you can earn an income from uh, YouTube. But I never really... uh, I didn't have the time. Hopefully in the future I will have more time to devote to the videos. But anyway... The videos, like I said, the videos where the content wasn't mine. I never monetized them because you can't really monetize uh, other people's content. so I get this message <laughs> I get this message from YouTube because now they're like trolling people and they're they're especially uh targeting um Christians and um Supposedly right-wing news channels. And uh, so, anyway, they tell me that they're no longer going to allow me to monetize my channel. And uh, they give me some some crazy reasons anyway. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's so ridiculous what's going on. And there's people that are being censored on Facebook. one particular um, internet news site, and they were saying something about the uh, illegals carrying their children through the deserts and carrying them through rivers and the things that children have to go through to make this long trek to get into this country. And so then Facebook banned them and wouldn't allow them... I think they call it Facebook jail. They kind of put you in this Facebook jail for a while. So it is really getting strange out there. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? It's not like we're going on the Internet and we're cussing up a storm or we're showing pornography or things like that. But for the most part, you could go on YouTube and you you could probably go on Facebook and and see pictures of half naked people and all kinds of uh, words that I wouldn't repeat on the air, but yet they don't ban them. So, as time goes on, who knows how much longer we're going to be able to be out here doing what we're doing, And, and so... But as long as we can do it, uh, I will do it. We've been on the air in August. We'll be on the air for 10 years. I can hardly believe 10 years. It went by so fast. But hopefully in September, um, I'll be able to get back to my full schedule. And uh, things have been pretty hectic around here. I'm not going to go into it, but... It's been a little hectic here. And so once we get settled and we get back to our normal schedule, so we'll we'll be producing more programs and videos and whatever we can do while we can do it because who knows how much longer we can be on the air. I don't really care about uh, monetizing my videos on YouTube. I don't care uh, it, the fact that they – they um another thing they do when when uh, people used to search videos my videos would come up uh a lot more than they're coming up now so then they don't give you such a good standing in the search either so people can't really find your content uh it it's the craziest thing it really is it it is really getting crazy out there but as long as we have this platform, hopefully we'll use we'll continue to use Blog Talk Radio. We have a good listenership, and I want to say I'll say a big shout out today to to the listeners in Germany and France and the United Kingdom and South Africa and Canada and many other countries where we're increasing our listenership. So, there's people that are hungry for the truth. Of course, anybody that has a Bible can open their Bible and find truth there. It's all there. So, but God did give pastors and teachers and evangelists and prophets, apostles for the edifying of the body of Christ. And of course, people throw these titles around today, too, and uh I'm a prophet and I'm an apostle, and i'm this you're nothing you know really you're really nothing without jesus you're nothing and and people like to talk about the anointing, oh, the anointing, the anointing well, Jesus is the anointed one. if there's any anointing, it belongs to him. It certainly doesn't belong to me, so we can't really. Glorify ourselves because the Bible says that God uses the foolishness of preaching. So, why would He say that if we were such a big deal because we preach the gospel? Don't let anybody try to puff themselves up and make them out, make themselves out there's some great one because they're a preacher. We're not, we're just people, they're just human beings, and the fact that they might have a gift to, uh, talk. Some people are gifted in that, in that way. And some people aren't, some people don't like, um, public speaking. So that's not their gift. Everybody has their own gift and they, they tell you, these preachers will tell you, well, you know, if you don't, if you don't fulfill your destiny, then who's going to do it? Well, you know, God can find, he can, (laughs) he can find anybody to preach his gospel. He can find anybody to preach his gospel. He doesn't necessarily need me or anybody else. So there's nobody that's special out there. Anyway, Isaiah 8:19 says, and when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that mutter. Should not a people seek unto their God for living to the dead. And that's basically people go running after these people and they go running after word and uh, they go running after people like Rodney Howard Brown and, and people like Paula White. And they want them to lay hands on them and they want them to prophesy to them. They don't have a look, if you need a word from the Lord, ask him. He'll give you a word. You don't have to go chasing after some human being to get a word from the Lord. God can talk to you the same way He talks to me. I He doesn't <laughs> he, he doesn't need a middleman to get through to you. Of course, sometimes we miss things and we need counseling and, and we can ask our friends for input into circumstances, situations that we go through in our life. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't go running after somebody to give you a word, like to tell you your name and to tell you your address and to tell you how great you are and to tell you what a wonderful ministry you're going to have and to tell you that how you're going to get out of debt and uh, how you're going to get supernatural blessings. What they forget to tell you is that most people get their blessings from work from work, if that's how they get their blessings. And then they don't go into debt if they don't have to. Sometimes there's situations that arise in people's lives, of course, where they have no control over things. And maybe for a while they do get into debt and then it's hard to get out. But there's no money that's going to fall out of the sky. Somebody could bless you. I'm not saying that God can't give you a miracle, he certainly can. and uh, But for the most part, we, just, we have to work. We have to pay our bills. We have to live within our means. And then we won't have to worry about debt. And then we won't have to worry about going around chasing after some prosperity preacher to get a word about how God's going to get us out and go running around laying money on altars and laying money at, a, at so-called apostles' Feet or profits feet, and so that we can pay our debts. You know? <laughs> it's crazy out there. I'm telling you, it is really crazy. But um, let's look at a couple other scriptures before I get into this. I have some audio here that I want to play for you. But Deuteronomy eighteen twenty says, "But the prophet which shall." Which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Well that was the old testament. That was the old testament. Deuteronomy oh. Matthew seven twenty one Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven. Second Timothy four three, for the time shall come when when they shall not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Yeah. And that's what's happening. People are running after they're not, they don't want to endure sound doctrine. Yeah, we have to endure things sometimes for the sake of sound doctrine. 1 Corinthians fourteen thirty three. for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. 1 John 4, 1 through 6, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Matthew seven fifteen, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Second Peter two one, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring up themselves swift destruction. Matthew 24 24, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that. We see this, um, we see people. Like this, every day you can turn on the television and you look at these channels, which they call Christian television, but it's really not. And you see these ravening wolves on there. And uh, they, they have their fangs out, that's for sure. They have their fangs out. They don't want to do what's right in the sight of the Lord. They don't want to be honest. No, they like money. They like big houses. And Even I was watching um, some videos today of Rodney Howard Brown, and he has a church in Tampa, Florida, and supposedly he said he had, I don't know, 60 or 70 acres out there. It's a big piece of property. I've seen the property. It was at one time a used car or a car dealership, and it has a big, huge parking lot. It was a big dealership and one of those big glass buildings that they had when they had parking lots, uh, when they had car dealerships, and then he bought it somehow. Anyway, it's right on one of the main highways there in Tampa, so you can't miss it when you're going down the road. But anyway, he he says that he wants to build a center there, so he's, he's running around now, collecting money so he could build a hotel, and he's going to build this, and he's going to build that, and he's going to have all these things. So he's going all over the place on you know, fundraising. Fundraising. So, But anyway, he was saying that he had to put a roof on his house, and it cost $75,000. Well, it must be some pretty big house. Okay? <laughs> That's got to be a very big house if you're going going to spend seventy five thousand dollars on a roof, right? That big house, big house. So anyway, when he's over at uh, he was at Paula White's church, oh a month or so ago, I guess, and he he shows a video. He was, he was basically there to do fundraising for this project. So he shows video of his ministry and that probably was, I don't know, ten or fifteen minute video. And so the service starts at seven o'clock and he's showing a video and then he's doing all, he has somebody doing all these commercials. And I don't think he even got up to preach until maybe eight thirty. Nine o'clock, it was close to nine o'clock, I think, before he even got up to preach. And then he wanted to preach. And and he goes on forever. So he could go on for hours. So people were getting up and they were leaving. It was a Wednesday night. I guess they needed to get home and get their kids to sleep or whatever. So people were leaving. He he yells out to them, don't leave. You can't leave yet. Sit down. You can't leave until I tell you. (laughs) You He told him he said, You can't leave until I tell you to leave. He said, There's only one night here with me. Oh, excuse me. But I mean, that sounds like a nice cult leader, doesn't it? you can't leave. You can't leave the building until I tell you. When I tell you when I tell you what to do, then you do it. I was like, Wow, I'm that, that was shocking to me. That was really shocking to me. And then he was going around laying hands on people and he was trying to get them to do his little holy laughter thing unholy laughter really but he was trying to resurrect that whole thing that that he had in the 90s but it's not working anymore it wasn't working so he wasn't able to get, he had a little bit of people getting drunk and then of course Paula she started acting up and uh, acting like a drunk person and now she's doing that she the other week she was punching men in the stomach, men at her church. Yeah, she was punching them in the stomach. Fire, fire, fire. What what's that supposed to be? Fire, fire, fire. What is that? I didn't know anybody could give me any fire. I, I didn't know, I didn't know that they had the ability to give me any fire. No, but anyway, it, it turned out to be an extortion fest. And that's basically what these people do for each other. They go to each other's churches and then they extort money. I I I'll, I'll let you come to my church and extort money and then you let me come to your church and extort money and that's how it works. That's how it works. So here's what the Bible has to say about extortion. Psalm 109:11 Let the extortioner catch all that he hath and let the stranger spoil his labor. Yeah, that's what's going to happen to the extortioner. They're going to catch all, oh, they're going to collect all this money, but a stranger is going to come and, and take the spoils. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Isaiah sixteen four. Let my now outcast dwell with thee, Moab. Be thou a covert to them from the face of the spoiler, for the extortioner is at an end. The spoiler ceaseth, ceases ceaseth. ceaseth. Oh, the oppressors are consumed out of the land. Ezekiel twenty two twelve. In thee have been taken gifts to shed blood, thou hast taken usury and increase, and thou hast greedily gained of thy neighbors by extortion and hast, hast forgotten me, saith the Lord God. Matthew twenty three twenty five. Woe well, unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Luke 18, 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. That's Paula White. I should tell you, I never, I never cursed. I never, I didn't use a cuss word, and I didn't use drugs, and I didn't sleep around, supposedly as a Christian. But she says that now she cusses a little bit. She forgets to tell you though that she's got this new husband now. But when she met this husband, he he was the husband of somebody else when she met him, and. She, But she'll tell you that God put them together, that God ordained her to be on this airplane in 2011 to meet this married man who didn't get a divorce until, I think, about 2014. So I didn't know that God was into breaking up families and giving you somebody else's husband. No. No. She doesn't like to tell you that. She, she likes to make up stories. She likes to make up stories that aren't true. But it says First Corinthians six six ten says, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So she can tell you all she wants. She can tell you all she wants about how she loves the Lord and how the Lord called her, and how she's the president's pastor and she's the president's spiritual advisor. And all that. But she's an extortioner. She's a liar. She doesn't tell the truth. She extorts money from people with false promises, taking scriptures and twisting the scriptures. You can talk about Jesus all you want, but Jesus is going to look at you one day, Paula, if you don't repent. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. That's what he's going to say. Because you don't know Jesus. You don't know him. Because if you know Jesus, you don't con people. You stop conning people. And stop telling people that God gave you this husband when he was somebody else's husband. What what about that wife that he left behind, that he put away? And then he put her away and then he was chasing after you. He didn't even the putting away wasn't even final when he was chasing after you and you were you were chasing back. So there's a little distortion of scripture there, I think. Little distortion of scripture. But you know what? And and there's sometimes you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. So if if the husband that you have wasn't faithful to his first wife and then he he married you chances are he's not going to be faithful either with you that's kind of the way things go usually it's kind of it's kind of a a way that you can see what may happen in the future is that why would you want a husband that couldn't stay faithful to his first wife Why would you want a husband that then he marries you? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't don't think I would want a husband like that. I think I would rather have a husband that didn't put away his wife thinking that maybe he could marry me if he put away his wife. I don't think I would want that kind of husband. And I don't think God would give a woman of God that kind of husband. That story is not true. The story of how God put her together on a Southwest flight to meet this man. I would, I would love to get the story from his uh, ex-wife. I would love to hear her story. But of course, she was probably had to probably sign an agreement that she wouldn't be able to talk. Because of who he is, because he's a he was a rock and ro- he's a rock and roller in his uh, secular life. He he was in the band or is in the band Journey, and has been for many years. So the band, of course, is very well known. So he's he's well known, and uh, so I'm sure she, uh, she probably had to sign this confidentiality agreement to get her divorce settlement. So she probably can't talk. Although, it would be great to get her side. I would love to hear her side of the story someday. really love to hear her side. Now that Paula is writing a book, and she's writing this book about her life. And she, she uh, trashes her ex-husband in the book. She throws him under the bus. Oh, she's going to tell you things. She's going to tell you juicy things and tell you how uh, Randy was this and Randy was that, and uh, she throw- totally throws him out of under the bus to sell books. Well, so does Jonathan. He in his book he he throws his ex-wife under the bus too, the mother of his children. Well, I that's not that's not the way to do things really at, at one time these people were married to people that when usually when you get married you love the person you're marrying otherwise you wouldn't get married who would get who on earth would ever get married if they didn't love the person i'm sure people do it for other reasons but usually when you get married you love the person that you're marrying yeah so sometimes pe- i don't know what happens I'm not living in people's houses, so I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. The two people that were in the marriage know exactly what happened. But why would you want to throw somebody under the bus that you you loved at one time and that you had children with and that maybe you were married to for 15, 20 years in both cases with uh, Paul and Randy, I I think it was. Over fifteen years, and I think Jonathan Kane was married to his wife, Elizabeth. I think he was married to her for twenty years. They had three children why Why would you uh, put things in a book about your children's mother? I don't understand that i i I think that would really hurt the children think that would really hurt the children but anyway let's hear let's hear um paula let's hear paula now here's paula and rodney now paula was recently at rodney howard brown's church i put that in quotes fleecing center i'm going to call it a fleecing center anyway she was there a few weeks ago maybe a month or so ago at a conference that he was having and uh so here they are. They're talking about the Grassley investigation. Let's listen to this video. Um, uh, I said, uh,
2: Randy's announced that you guys have been divorced. There's a lot going on. It's not that I was shocked or surprised by it. I just kept praying and believing I'd be the exception. I kept praying and believing for the marriage. Like, this would be a bad chapter of my life, but the, the outcome would be different. How many of you know God's ways are not our ways? And there's a lot that people would never understand, and it would take a long time, because Paula White Ministries was under without walls, which technically meant I never even became president over my own ministry until three years ago, which meant I've always served others without any exercise to even control what God had called me to. A month after the divorce, Grassley comes out. People didn't understand Grassley. It was a PR nightmare is what it was. And I'll tell you what happened. There was, a, there was an aide to a person that worked for
0: Grassley.
1: I'll, to- I'll actually tell you, because I know. It's a group out of Dallas that hate the Pentecostals and they hate tongues and prosperity. And they got to his ear. And that's where it started from. This is a group, this is a Christian group, that started that whole nonsense.
2: And what was even worse about that, and Pastor Rodney, you're exactly right, that there was a girl that thought, this has never been said publicly, she, she was just crazy, and she wanted to take down Creflo Dollar. And they knew they couldn't go after Creflo alone, so they went after the six that had the most influence and brought in the most money, and moved the needle the most, and were seeing the
1: had the highest ratings, etc. Yeah, they wanted to destroy the voice of the Pentecostals because the evangelicals do not have a voice on television. They have radio, but really it's dead when you watch the T V blah blah. It's a fact. it, it was so, absolute so fact. they can't control the mass when you see thousands of people packed in arena, they wish they had that. They don't have it. So they don't have their knowing. So, <laughs>
0: it's the truth.
2: So what had happened was it was an inquiry. Now, to the mass public, that doesn't matter. An inquiry is much different than an investigation. Investigation is what we see going on. Inquiry is we want to know. So we're going under this. And so not only did because the divorce happen in 2007, then one month later, Grassley comes out and the Tampa Tribune sends us a response and says they have a 24 hour moratorium. It says, um, what is your response to this? We said, what are you talking about? So it was a public nightmare so that people would not believe in you. You'd be discredited. You'd be not believed in etc. That's why you have to be spiritual. Mode. So my attorneys told me, they said, you need to go. I had churches all over, two of my biggest churches from New York, which I have a place up in New York. And it was in Texas. And my attorney, and Randy and I, because we're divorced, they said you need separate attorneys. So here we are going through everything, though it's one organization. My attorney (laughs) says, go to Texas. I go to Texas, and I'm living in a hotel room, running Paula White ministry. It's bringing in 50-something million dollars a year. And I'm living in a hotel room with nothing. Not a couch, not a bed, not my handbags, not my shoes, not anything. I mean, I have nothing.
1: Very few clothes. I have just a handful of
2: clothes that my personal assistant had shipped to me in a suitcase. And that's all I have. The good of that, and I'm going to say this story, but when John met me, I said, Baby, everything you see in my life is under seven years old. Because God is God of restoration. God's a
3: good. Oh, geez. Don't you feel sorry for her? Let's let's take up an offering. <laughs> anyway, in case some of you aren't familiar with the Grassley investigation, now in two thousand seven, uh, Senator Grassley opened up this investigation, inquiry, inquiry, whatever they want to call it, and they were going to investigate these televangelists. So. Anyway, she says it was a PR nightmare. Okay, it's a PR nightmare, but if you don't have anything to hide and you're not doing anything wrong, it's not a nightmare. It's not a nightmare. You're a public person. You have a public uh, ministry. You put yourself out there in the public, so you're out there. So if if they want to inquire about, uh, what's going on, and uh, they have a right to inquire. They have a right to inquire, as anybody else does. Anybody else has a right to inquire about what's going on, especially if they're donating money to uh, an organization. So, anyway, she says it's a it's a PR nightmare, and it was meant to discredit her. Nobody need. There isn't. Senator Grassley or whoever instigated the Grassley uh, investigation, and nobody could just go over to Senator Grassley's office and start instigating an investigation. Nobody can do that unless Senator Grassley felt like he had something to go on. Otherwise, he would have never even... Open the investigation he's not somebody's just not going to walk up to him and sit down with him and say, "Oh, I think you should open up an investigation. I'm sure they investigated before they even investi- opened up an investigation. so nobody needs to discredit you, Paul. Well, you do a very good job yourself discrediting yourself. You don't need any help from anybody else anyway god didn't uh, it wasn't anybody else that brought you down in two thousand seven two thousand and eleven. 2014 when all those buildings were uh, bankrupt and vandalized. It w- nobody had their hand in it. You did. It, you and Randy did it to yourself. You, uh, from what the uh, in Gra- uh, Grassley investigation, everybody had to hand in their financial records for that year anyway. Supposedly, according to these financial records, her and Randy took in something like $37 million or I don't know if it was 137. It was a lot of money anyway. And she's, she's claiming now that she, her ministry alone was taking in $50 million. So in the same year that they took in all this money, they were say they. I think it, I'm not really sure. I didn't write down the figures, but I think it was something like 35 million or 135 million, something like that. So it was, that figure that they took in, but yet they were 37 million or 137 million dollars in debt. Figure that one out. How do you blow through? How did she blow through? Fit? She was taking in 50 million dollars a year, and they wound up bankrupt. Their, their ministry wound up it filed for bankruptcy without walls. Well, she was long gone already from there. But she helped. She was she helped the situation. How do you want to bankrupt $50 million? You can't manage. You can't manage money. Nobody, it it wasn't Grassley's fault. It wasn't some girl's fault. It wasn't some people from Dallas. It wasn't their fault that you were discredited and you were brought down. You did it to yourself. You didn't have anybody to blame but you and Randy. How can you mismanage a hundred million or anywhere from a hundred million to two hundred million dollars a year? The only way you the only way you mismanage that is you get greedy, you start spending uh, wildly. Like she claims, she was on forty seven television networks. Well, to be on one network alone could cost you millions of dollars a month. So. You're on forty seven networks. I guarantee you most of the money went for TV time. That's probably and after they filed for bank after without Wall filed for bankruptcy, I think in two thousand fourteen uh there was a there was a whole list of creditors that they didn't pay. Hundreds, uh, over a hundred people, I think, over a hundred creditors, and we like to blame the newspapers. Oh, the newspapers were uh, printing stories about us that weren't true. Even if the even if the newspaper even if the newspaper was printing stories that weren't true, if the stories weren't true, you could have sued them, because newspapers, for the most part, can't just print anything they want to. Okay, today a lot of the television networks and a lot of the news media that they, they say anything, they say anything. So they don't take any pride in their journalism, but a real journalist is going to state the facts and they have to be proven facts. They can't just make up stories. The Tampa Tribune and the St. Petersburg time times at the time, they weren't just making up stories. These were journalists for the most part. These people were real journalists and, uh, they didn't bring you down. They didn't bring you down. You brought yourself down. $100 hundred million, two hundred million $200 million that you took in, and, and the ministry was bankrupt, and Randy wound up in some moldy old church. He wound up meeting in a high school, and you wound up over there in a Apopka with, with some shenanigans that were going on there. I don't know the whole story of how you were able to... Uh, wiggle your way in there and take that church away from the uh, Reva and her children after her and Zach built it, after Zach died. And all of a sudden you're over there taking over the place. I don't know how all that happened. I know that there's a letter in my book uh, from a pastor. I'm going to mispronounce his name. I know Chikmanuka, uh who was actually Zachary Tim's best friend. And uh, good friends with his ex-wife, Reva. He wrote a letter, a public letter, an open letter. And I published it in my book. Of course, I think it's still available on the Internet of how Paul basically lied her way in there to take over that church, New Destiny. And so he was threatened by Paula White that she was going to sue him. And she was going to sue his board. For what? She she was always so happy suing people uh, to, to try to uh, shut them up. Okay, if somebody's going to sue you, you have to get an attorney. So you have to uh, get an attorney and you have to spend money. Even, okay, you might win, especially, but the person... Uh, like her like her who she hire- she can hire four attorneys, five attorneys, they have insurance, the churches, and so they have these attorneys that work on their behalf and meanwhile, you have to go hire an attorney and they don't come cheap two hundred to five hundred dollars an hour or whatever that you have to hire an attorney and uh she used to like to uh throw these lawsuits around, and uh she sued a lady named Shirley Johnson for. Um, a youtuber she sued her, and she lost she lost, and she had to pay her damages so anyway it was it, it was a form of intimidation that uh of white youth well you know they like to blame wrestling and they like to blame everybody else, but blame yourself blame yourself was a,
2: i wasn't saying not. I had my Bible with me. Is the only reason I still have that Bible. We're looking for pictures from ministry right now. and so i had nothing, absolutely nothing. So I had a suitcase full of clothes That's what I had. I might anything. And, and so one day I just was having one of those really tough days. And I said, God, I, I've spent most of my life in your presence. I'm the girl that spent 12, 14, 15 hours a day in your presence. And I say this not because of our works or anything, but I'm just, I'm going to be honest, I mean just totally transparently. At that point in my life, I've still never done a drug in my life, I've never smoked a cigarette, and it's not by our works. I've never watched an movie. At that point, I've never cussed. Now, I have since Pastor Rodney, but I've never I've never had a glass of wine in my life at that point. I, I've had a glass of I don't get drunk or anything, but I'd rather have a piece of chocolate. But I'm just being honest. i would not slept around. You could take my phone, that's why I went after the National Enquirer so hard, won that lawsuit because I knew there wasn't anything, I knew there wasn't something on me. Like, there wasn't a conversation, there wasn't a text, there wasn't anything. And I'm sitting there, and quite honestly, I I feel sorry for myself. I am just overwhelmed, I am hurt, I am broken. Daughter that I'd raised, who was my stepdaughter, she's been diagnosed with cancer. She would die in our arms. My son was addicted to crack at the time. He was an atheist. I found out he had been molested and abused by a church member. The whole ministry's falling apart. Randy, who I will just share because he shared his testimony, opened doors in his life, got addicted to drugs, started with Valium, then went to Oxy, ends up with heroin opens up many other doors. It a complete breakdown.
3: So I'm sitting here, and I'm not
2: saying I'm this super holy self-righteous, but I'm going, God, I don't get it. I, I spent 14, 12 hours a day. And and, and I- honestly, people would send me work to do. It was work. So you know, it was always a lawsuit I was dealing with, or this I was dealing with, or brass or this was happening. And I just got tired of seeing those FedEx packages come in. And I'm sitting there and I'm crying that day, Pastor Rodney, because I said, Lord, I said, you know what? I've served you faithfully. And I said, don't, don't get offended, but I'm going to tell you what happened. I said, I don't even have clean underwear.
3: I mean, I didn't even have a pair of
2: underwear. I said, I don't even have underwear
3: here. I've served you faithfully,
2: God. And there's this knock at the door, and a FedEx package comes in. And the FedEx package there, and I first saw it on the desk because I'm like, another lawsuit,
0: <laughs>
2: another another PR I'm going to have to deal with. And I told the Holy Spirit said, go open it up. And I opened it up, and there's three pair of Victoria's Secret underwear.
0: <laughs>
2: and a note that this woman was walking by the mall, and the Holy Spirit told her, go in and buy three underwear and overnight them to Paula. And I sat there and I just started weeping. I went, God, I know you number the hair on my head because you knew I needed clean underwear. Don't tell me God doesn't have you. Come on, if he's got a
3: FedEx, use some underwear. <laughs> he's a faithful God.
2: And everything you need for turn into your purpose He'll get it to you. And what you don't need, listen, you don't need. You already have everything you need. Start walking it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, this is powerful. God has something greater for you. You might be sitting in a hotel room with nothing, but he'll FedEx some underwear that will clean to you.
1: Yeah, the Lord the Lord does. even.
3: Well, that's somewhat pitiful, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> you go from you you go from having fifty million dollars a year and you don't have underwear. Uh, I thought they had stores. Like, uh, I thought that you could leave the hotel and go down to the store and buy yourself some underwear. You didn't have underwear. Oh, please stop it already. Stop already, just stop. What what is wrong with these people? Like can't they say I I did something wrong? I mean I I'm an idiot. I blew it. I blew fifty million dollars a year. It's my fault. I did it. No, it was his fault. It was their fault. It was their fault. It was my husband's fault. It was it was the person that wanted to get Creflo Dollar. It was that group over there in Dallas, the one that doesn't like Pentecostals. It was them. And you know what? They don't have the anointing anyway. It, I have news for you. It's not your anointing. It's it's not the anointing of the people in Dallas. It's it's Jesus has the anointing. It's His anointing. Anyway, why would they want your anointing anyway? A, a fleecing anointing, a lying anointing. That 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 that's pitiful. I mean, I mean that is that is really pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And the thing is, she says, "Oh, I didn't
3: smoke, I didn't cuss, I never took a drink, I never watched an R-rated movie." No, you didn't watch an R-rated movie, but you and your husband, uh, Kane Friga, told people at your one of your Sunday morning services, and I have the audio. I'm going to try to dig it up here before we close this program. I ha- I actually was watching it that day, and I think it was in 2015, when your husband got up and you were standing up there preaching on a Sunday morning with children in the room. And your husband told the married in the church to watch porn with her husband. Yeah, to watch porn. And you giggled. You, oh, <laughs> and then you said, oh, no, we don't watch porn. We don't watch porn. He doesn't watch. And then you had to correct yourself and say, he doesn't watch porn without me. He doesn't watch porn without you. Stop. Stop. Please. Stop it already. The whole thing, this whole thing is so insane. I don't believe this whole thing. I don't believe this whole thing. I don't believe that this woman is the so-called spiritual advisor of the President of the United States. This woman. It's insane. It's like they say, the patients are running the insane asylum. <laughs> the patients are are running this insane asylum. What are you going to say to that comment that he he doesn't watch porn without me? And he's telling the married women to watch porn with their husbands to make their marriage better. What are you going to say that that was a ventriloquist that put those words into your mouth, that the tape was sliced? Like you say, when you said that Jesus wasn't the only begotten son of God, you and Larry Huck, but you said that the tape was sliced, not spliced. You said sliced. And so you blame that instead of taking Instead of repenting before the Lord and before the body of Christ, no. You just keep on and keep on and keep on with with the scamming. It's like, do people ever learn? I mean, after you're smacked down once, after you lose everything you have once, do you think you pick yourself up and you say, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be different. I'm going to sell out to God. No. P- they pick themselves back up and then they go right back to the pig pen. They go right back to the slot bucket. Whose fault is that? It's, not, it's nobody's fault. It's not my fault. I'm not saying these things. You say it. You say it. You say it. Rodney says it. The rest of the false prophets and false teachers out there, I don't have to put words in their in your mouth, and I don't have to put words in their mouth. It comes right out of their mouth out of the abundance of the heart. the mouth speaks so here you go here's here's Paul and, and uh Rodney
2: the Holy Spirit hit you upside the head right now but the Holy Spirit is moving mightily and you better get up right now for the fire of God is falling in this house and God says I've already given you dominion I've already given you power I've already given you jurisdiction Go. gold for the nations are yours saith the Lord and it's not only with President Trump he's given us Australia now he's going to give us many other nations come on there are nations there's an end time harvest coming right now and you have been called as a reaper you have dominion and while you're waiting on the Lord the Lord's been waiting on you this whole time because it's illegal for God to do anything in the earth unless he partners with somebody so when he says let man have dominion he already blessed you he already gave you rulership he already gave you reign get over yourself come on fix your brain like Dr. Carolyn's gonna tell you and let the Holy Ghost lead you into the power of God and do what God called you to do and when God tells you empty it and bring that whole offering when God says lay the keys your house down at this altar when God says empty your bank account do it in the name of Jesus because God is getting ready to open doors that are going to blow your mind because you are his world changer amen
1: so it's amazing that God can take up as Paula said a messed up Mississippi girl from a trailer put her in the White House and who is really the president's pastor, and he highly respects her, and he doesn't want to do anything without prayer. Amen. Everything he does, he calls her to say, pray about this. Amen. Oh.
2: You know what's so amazing when we start talking this? How it reminds me of the Apostle Paul, how. Satan had bewitched an entire region in Galatia and how deceived they were. May every veil be removed. Because even in the church, there are people that will believe the mass media and culture more than the Holy Spirit.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Instead of hearing the Holy Spirit. (laughs) That that when we talk about this, all of a sudden people will get real quiet or nervous or, you know, get real. Not yet. No, I know. But, but but they do, you know that, Pastor. Sure, and sure, people sure. get real funny. It's because they would
3: rather believe the lie than the truth. But oh yeah, they'd rather believe the lies than the truth. Yeah, they'd rather believe. They'd rather believe. What was that dopey uh, statement you made about God? <laughs> you said, and "I'm going to play this clip again before I close, but because this one is priceless." She says that. God can't do anything in the earth. It's illegal for him to do anything without another person. I didn't know. I God, I I didn't know that I had the ability to tie the hands of God, the creator of the universe. Oh, I have so much power, and you, Paula, have so much power that God cannot do anything in the earth without one of us. Oh, please stop. Oh, oh, please. President Trump, if you're listening, could you please get another spiritual advisor? Could you please get at least get a spiritual advisor that knows the Lord Jesus Christ? That's sold out to the Lord Jesus Christ that doesn 't run all around bragging about how they, they, they you call them and how they tell you they, they tell you to pray and they and they use you as a stepping stone to, to uh, toward more fame and fortune. Could you at least get a spiritual advisor that doesn 't have an agenda of their own? Could you get a spiritual advisor that really loves you and your family and really wants to pray for you and really wants to give you good, solid spiritual counseling, not this kind of stupidity that comes out of the mouth of this woman, that the God of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, can't do anything. It's illegal for God to do anything in this earth without a human being. That is one of the most stupid statements I think I have ever heard. That is ridiculous. We Please. God doesn't need you. He didn't need me, and he didn't need you when he created the, the universe. He didn't, Jesus didn't need you, and he didn't need me when he came down to earth and was born of a virgin and died on the cross and rose from the dead. He didn't need any of us. He was perfectly capable as God in the flesh to do what he had to do without your help or without my help. It's like that scripture says, when when they say to to the Lord, "Who am I that thou art mindful of me? Who am I?" I to have somebody like that counseling the president of the United States, no, Paula White, you need to get saved. You need to get saved yourself. You shouldn't be counseling anybody right now. You need to get your life in order. Don't come after me. Don't try to do things to me because I'm telling you the truth. And I am telling you the truth. You are not saved. Nobody, and and I'm going to play that audio again, but notice she... This is a scamming session. This whole thing over there at at Rodney's church is a scamming session because she is there to help him raise money for his project because she's telling the people there that they should empty their bank accounts, empty their bank accounts, and lay the keys to their house on the altar so they don't have a house for their children and their family, so they could give it to Rodney, so he could buy another $75,000 roof for his house and build some kind of a big thing that he wants to build over there. I have news for you, Paula and Rodney. God is not telling anybody to give their house away so that their children and they themselves don't have a roof over their head. And God is not telling anybody to empty their bank account to give it to some preacher. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You empty your bank account. I want to see Ronnie and Paula empty their bank account. You empty your bank account. You, sit, you, give, you put the keys to your million dollar, your multi-million dollar houses on the altar. Let me see you do it. Bunch of liars. Hypocrites. Extortioners, full of extortion and excess. Jesus nailed it right on the nose. That is not Christianity. That is not the behavior of a born again, spirit filled believer. That is the behavior of a con artist and a scam artist. let's listen to a few more requests. speak
2: to me verbatim three sermons I just preached on the value of vision verbatim I thought he listens better than my congregation <laughs> and the Lord spoke to me and said show him who I am now little did I know I'm just thinking he's a billionaire I'm supposed to show him like I just you know I don't know much and, and he said are you ever in New York I was because I was doing the Yankees Bible study so I go up there and Pastor Rodney I, 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 I just go on and on. I walked in and I, I said to him, I, I don't mind saying, I said, I don't want your money. I have enough of my own. I don't want your fame. I have enough of my own. I want your soul. And I walked out. <laughs> I think he just thought I was crazy enough. And the Lord said, and this is never to diminish his faith because he has strong faith. But the Lord said, show him who I am. And yes, little sir. did I know that You're he would become president. You yes, but you me. see, when I was sitting in meetings, When I was 18 years old living in a trailer, when people called me trailer trash, God said, I've got something greater for you. When when all hell broke loose and the enemy said, I'm going to destroy everything and everything around you will be shaken and everything around you will fall. And it was, but watch this, I lost nothing. And people can say, how can you say that? Because there was not anything of eternal value that God had brought into my life that was left. The only things that were shaking in my life, I built one of the largest churches with my ex-husband. Built a large church. But mostly, Randy can do church like nobody's business. I was married, but I didn't have a husband. I have no, a husband God, have now. Somebody else. That loves me, prays over me, serves me communion. I know some people can't understand this. Everything that could be shaken in my life, would be shaken. But anything that had eternal value, anything that God said that pertains to your purpose will not leave your life. Today, my son is one of the most powerful voices preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. i see nations shaken, multitudes of masses planting 3,000 churches, seeing revival and reformation because everything that could be shaken would be shaken. It's called a metathesis because God says, I will do an uprooting of one thing for
0: Please.
3: <laughs> she says that oh, she's seeing Reformation and Revival. If you remember correctly, I want to know, Paula, if you've studied history at all, if you remember correctly what the Reformation was all about, Martin Luther was trying to make trying to bring some correction to the Catholic Church. Of course, they call it the Protestant Reformation, and they they like to the Catholic Church likes to call us Protestants. I don't really like that term. I'm a Christian. That's the term they put on us when Luther rebelled. But of course, there was always the Church that they don't talk about. There was a there was a Church besides Martin what Martin Luther was doing. He was trying to reform the Catholic Church. There were there were real born again believers during that time that most people don't talk about. They like to talk about Luther. Of course, what he did was very important, but he was trying to reform the Catholic Church. And now, why was he trying to reform the Catholic Church? Because they were selling miracles, because they were selling indulgences, they were selling time out of purgatory. All you had to do was bring some money to the priest, bring some money to the church, because they were trying to build St. Peter's at one point and they needed money. So they would go from town to town and they would. They would collect money from people because people, of course, wanted to pay their way out of purgatory and they wanted to get miracles. So they figured if they gave God some money, they might get favor with him. Well, you're doing the same thing. Quit talking about reformation. Quit talking about it. You don't know what you're talking about because you're a scam artist. You tell people the same thing. You tell them that if they give God money, you and Rodney, Rodney does the same thing. Oh, if you give God money and you pay your tithes and you sow seed, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. Oh, if you give God money, your children are going to be saved. If you give God money, God money, you're going to get debt cancellation. If you get if you give God money, you can get a baby. If you give God money, you can get a husband. You're doing the same thing that the Catholic church was doing and you're doing the same thing. And you are not having any kind of a reformation. You are a person that, that we are trying to reach We're you're the person that the real reformers are trying to reach is to stop this foolishness, stop this nonsense, stop taking advantage of the body of Christ. Stop taking advantage of poor people and quit lying about Jesus. Jesus doesn't have his hand out trying to collect money from people. He never had his hand out. Never. He never had his hand out saying, come on up here and shake my hand and put a $5 bill in here and see what I can do for you. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. And the, and the reason why that we spend time talking about Paula White especially is because of of uh, the position she's in right now. There she is praying for p r e y praying for uh, the president at his rally when he's announcing that he's going to run again. there she is praying. And at one point in the prayer, she says, and I deploy the hand of God. I didn't know it was within anybody's power on this earth to deploy God's hand. I didn't know that I could make such a proclamation that she made, which most people didn't even pick that one up. They paid a lot of attention to the demonic networks that she was binding. And But she says, I deploy the hand of God. She deployed the hand of God. Yeah, I have news for you. God's not listening to you. God's not listening to you. The only, the only thing God wants to hear from Paula White and Rodney Howard Brown and Jonathan Kane and the rest of that bunch is, I repent. I am lost and undone. Oh, God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. That's what God wants to hear. He, he doesn't want to hear any more of those foolish prayers and that active acting. You, you could win the Academy Award, Paula White. You could win. You could. You could go to Hollywood and win an Academy Award. Academy Award performance because you sure had a lot of people fooled into thinking that you prayed some kind of a great prayer. It was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, because basically the prayer was all about you and all the things that you can do. Oh, I deploy and I rebuke and I, I take authority. And yeah, I, I didn't see, I don't see that the devil has been bound because he's still out there doing his thing. So apparently you didn't bind the devil too good. And and she says that she told Donald Trump that she wanted his soul. Yeah. She said, I don't want your money. I don't. Yeah. Well, if he didn't want, if he didn't want fame and all that, if you just wanted to be his so-called spiritual advisor, then you wouldn't be putting yourself out there so much to be seen and to be heard and, And and this newspaper story, and and of course, you have your own press agent that puts out a lot of these stories that are out there. And uh, if you really loved the man and cared about him, you wouldn't be trying to promote yourself. You'd be in the background ministering to him. But. I hope God raises somebody up that really loves this man and loves his family and somebody that's not in it for fame and fortune and publicity. Because he he really does need our prayers. He really, really does. There's no doubt about that. Anyway, here we go. Here's another clip
1: like this with the president and just to come up because America, listen, I know these people think America's finished. It's not over because we have inside information. She has inside information I don't have, but I have inside information that comes from the heavenly NSA. Can you say amen? So, Pastor Paul, if you come up and just say a few words here just about this and then I'm going to... And... And you know our hearts. You know, you've been persecuted and beat up and whatever, we've been attacked just for joy. You'd have thought I was a leper. Seriously, I mean like a leper because of joy. Awesome.
2: (laughs) It's incredible. You're not here by accident. God's orchestrated everything. I turned to Donica. I said I could say amen because Pastor Rodney just has covered everything. Listen, we are in the great awakening. We, we aren't just waiting for it. You are the societal changer. You are the one that God has put in time and space for such a time as this to create history with your acts of faith. And, and though like the fake news and what Rodney said, Pastor Rodney said, he'll never report it, but history will. History will record the masses of masses of people and the reformation that is taking place right now I spoke with president today when he was flying over to Japan and um, I had him on Air Force One with Franklin Graham we're calling the nation to prayer on June the second Because we know that prayer is what makes the difference. So for 30 minutes, we were praying and prophesying on Air Force One. So they're not reporting that very much, are they? Declaring what thus saith the Lord. And that this is not going to be done by the hand of man, but by the hand of God. And God has raised you up as a remnant people. And a remnant people is exactly what Pastor Rodney is talking about. The remnant people are people that God raises up out of the ashes. He raises it up like He did with Nehemiah. And what would take normally 90 something? In years, God says, in 52 days I will do it because God says it's not a problem for me, and I'm telling you. That this is not just a time that, is, that, that there's optimism and stuff. This is a time that literally there is a reformation, which means a structural realignment back to God's original intention and condition. And so all the false things, the idols are coming down right now in the name of Jesus. And, and all the things that the enemy thought he had won. And deep state is very real. Come on. But it's coming down in the name of Jesus. And God is exposing wickedness. And he's raised up a disruptor. He's He's raised up a disruptor to stand in place as a position mantled by the Holy Spirit and by God, fully that he doesn't even understand. But when I get up to talk to you, I'll tell you how all this started coming together. In 1993, I was sent over to Lakeland to be a spy. I was sent there as a spy. spy. I was. I was sent a spy because...
3: Yeah. God's going to bring about a reformation, yeah. Yeah, yeah he is Yeah, he is, yeah Definitely, he's going to expose wolves like you Yeah, definitely Now, here we go Now, I said I was going to play this I know many of you have heard it before But I'm going to play it again for some of you that have not heard it The so-called spiritual advisor Pastor to the President of the United States And her husband telling people to watch porn I
1: Don't know what he likes, you know Figure it out Get a book, but go get the porn, do something. <laughs> if you like to watch porn, watch porn with him. You so, know I mean? It, it's like you gotta get where you gotta go. Figure
0: it out. <laughs> the like on the floor. <laughs> now,
2: here's the thing, guys. Okay, I'm going to clear some stuff up because I know the church world. John and I don't watch porn. We have never watched porn together. I say my only. Okay, we don't. He doesn't watch porn without me because you're like that. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clear up because I know y'all just like breaking out. And we're not advocates of saying go outside, but what he's saying is educate yourself on sexuality. That's what he's saying. He's not saying get addicted to porn. He's saying educate yourself. But if you're going to sit there and say we don't know what to do, get educated.
0: you got tapes out now. They have tapes for couples. So <laughs> watch them. Amen.
3: Yeah, there's a spiritual advisor to the president of the United States and uh, her husband Jonathan Kane Friga and her giggling in the background as he's telling her congregation with children in the room to watch porn. Watch porn. Yeah. Watch porn to help help your marriage to watch porn. And if and and then he's te- and then he's saying as she's giggling There's movies for couples. Yeah. Well, she tried to clean it up. She tried to clean it up, but the last statement she makes is, he doesn't watch porn without me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the pastor to the president. Here she is again telling you to give your house The Holy Spirit hit you
2: upside the head right now. But the Holy Spirit is moving mightily. And you better get up right now for the fire of God is falling in this house. And God says, I've already given you dominion. I've already given you power. I've already given you jurisdiction gold. For the nations are yours, saith the Lord. And it's not only with President Trump. He's given us Australia now. He's going to give us many other nations. Come on, there are nations. There's an end time harvest coming right now and you have been called as a reaper, you have dominion and while you're waiting on the Lord, the Lord's been waiting on you this whole time because it's illegal for God to do anything in the earth unless he partners with somebody so when he says let man have dominion he already blessed you, he already gave you rulership, he already gave you reign get over yourself, come on fix your brain like Dr. Carolyn's gonna tell you and let the Holy Ghost lead you into the power of God and do what God's called you to do and when God tells you empty it and bring that whole off When God says lay the keys to your house down at this altar, when God says empty your bank account, do it in the name of Jesus, because God is getting ready to open doors that are going to blow your mind, because you are his world changer. Amen.
1: So it's amazing that God can take up, as Paula said, a messed up Mississippi girl from a trailer, put her in the White House. And who is really the president's pastor? And he highly respects her, and he doesn't want to do anything without prayer. Amen. Everything he does, he calls us and pray about this.
2: Amen.
0: Oh.
2: You know what's so amazing when we start talking this? How it reminds me of the apostle Paul. How. Satan had bewitched an entire region in Galatia, and how deceived they were! May every veil be removed, because even in the church, there are people that will believe the mass media and culture more than the Holy Spirit. Instead of hearing the Holy Spirit, that, that when we talk about this, all of a sudden people will get real quiet or nervous, or you know, get real. Not funny. yet. No, I know. But 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 they do, you know that, Pastor. Sure, I mean, sure, and people sure. get real funny. It's because they would rather believe the lie than the truth. But
3: yeah, sounds like the devil talking there. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. You <laughs> you cannot make this up. But these are the days that we're living in. These are the days that we're living in. And we need to be on the ball as as the body of Christ. We need to be on the ball. We need to know the word of God. Because you see how easy it is to be deceived by these people because, oh, they have the lingo. They know the lingo. They know what to say. They, use, they think they're using all the right buzzwords. It's nothing but a concho um it's nothing but a a fl- fleecing people everything is geared around money everything that they do everything that they say is geared toward getting you to empty out your bank account and lay the keys to your house at the altar and he, Any God-fearing pastor would never, ever accept anybody's house or ever accept one of their congregation giving them all the money in their bank account and leaving their children and and even leaving themselves without any money, without a roof over their head. Pastor, what shepherd of the sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ would do such a thing? Nothing but a wolf. Nothing but a wolf. So beware. Beware of these people. Don't follow these people. Don't go to their meetings. Don't give them any money, especially. The only way that these, one of the only ways, because God, God, you bring them down. God will bring them down. But one of the best ways is not to support them. They'll go away. But remember, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today, he is real. He died for you because he loves you. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your money to save you. He doesn't need your money to heal you. He loved you enough to leave heaven and come to earth and die on a cross for you. To a new life. You can't, money can't buy that life. Money can't buy peace. Money can't buy joy. Give your life to Jesus today. Repent of your sins and ask Him to come into your life today and save you. No matter what any human being does, Jesus is real and He loves you.
0: I'm going to a city that's set on a hill It's ruler and maker is the Lord God above Oh, I'm going to a city And it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there Oh, I'm going to a city It lies four square The gates are made of jasper And I'll see Jesus there I'm going to a city on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there I'm going to a city It lies four square The gates are made of jasper And I'll see Jesus there I'm going to a city And it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there And someday I'll be in heaven There'll be no sorrow there.
3: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?